Welcome to Heart Church. We believe the gospel has the power to change your whole life, all your life. We hope you're ready to hear from God and be impacted by this message. Listen, we're going to look at the Bible. The Bible in Luke chapter 10, Luke chapter 10 and verse 30. A really well-known, famous story that Jesus told. John 10 verse 30. This is what the Bible says. In reply, Jesus said, A man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho when he fell into the hands of robbers. They stripped him of his clothes, beat him and went away, leaving him half dead. A priest happened to be going down the same road and when he saw the man, he passed by on the other side. So too a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan, as he traveled, came where the man was and when he saw him, he took pity on him. He went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. Then he put the man on his own donkey, brought him to an inn and took care of him. The next day he took out two silver coins and gave them to the innkeeper. Look after him, he said, and when I return, I will reimburse you for any extra expense you may have. Which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of robbers? And the expert in the law replied, the one who had mercy on him. And Jesus told him, go and do likewise. Wow. Um, this is a story about a guy who gets beaten up and bossed and broken and he's thrown on the side of the road. And uh, I don't think you need me to come and tell you that the enemy of our soul, Satan, devil, has ripped a generation off. You don't need me to come and tell you that the enemy, Satan, has smashing a generation, ripping them off, leaving them for dead, taking them, young girls, and, and, and kind of forcing them into prostitution, young men, getting them hooked on drugs, getting them broken and devastated and ruined. There's probably no one in the room that needs a Scottish guy to come and tell them that there are so many devastated and broken and bust people. They reckon that this year in Great Britain, for the very first time, there are more people putting on the forms that they are not Christians than are saying are Christians. We have a generation who has been beaten up and ripped apart and broken and is left lying on the side, lying on the side for dead. And the Bible says that, you know, two men came along and, you know, this story the commentators say was a dangerous road. This was not an easy road to be on. And they saw this bust and beat and broken man and they crossed. They crossed the road, they covered their eyes, they, they, they thought, I can't get involved in this. I can't look at this. And God has stirred me up to come and speak to your soul today. God has come and, and churned me up to come and speak to your soul and say, do not cover your eyes. Do not cover your eyes. Don't cross the road. Don't look away. Don't 
think to yourself, oh, do you know what? I don't want to get involved in this. I, I, I've not got the time to get involved in this. I can't, I can't look at this. This is too upsetting. I'm going to have to cross to the other side. God's speaking today and saying, do not cover your eyes. See, um, many of you will remember the story of the Costa Concordia. The cruise ship that basically um, crashed into the rocks. And many of you know that the captain of, the, of that ship, um, he saw that the ship was going down. People were losing their lives. People were dying. And the captain of the cruise ship, he got his crew together and they zipped up each other's life jackets. You know the story. And they sailed away from the ship that was sinking. Children, moms and dads were still drowning and still dying. And this captain, he sailed away. There's an unbelievable piece of footage where the Coast Guard speaks. It's in Italian, but you can tell what he's saying. And this Coast Guard is speaking to the captain and he's telling him, you must go back. You must go back. You must go. And you must help these people. And those of you who have heard the footage will know that the captain, he's crying. He's like, sounds like a little boy. And in Italian, he's saying back, it's too dark. It's too cold. I don't want to go back. I'm not going back. And you, you know the story. He didn't go back and, and he's now in prison. You see, friends, you know, it's so easy for us to try and cover our eyes. It's so easy for us to think, do you know what? I'm loving church. I'm, I'm, I'm loving this wonderful atmosphere of the presence of God. I'm loving the sense of us all together, community, worshiping God. And it's easy for us to put our hands over our eyes. I don't want to look at the brokenness. I don't want to look at the devastation. Oh, you see, church so often covers its eyes, surrounds itself by its own crew members, and then sails away, singing amazing grace that we are saved and the rest of the world can go to hell. And oh, we're in this moment. Where God is arresting us for one moment to say to us, to speak to our souls. Oh, that we would not cover our eyes. That we would look and see the brokenness. That we would see the devastation. That we would see the wreckage. And that we would go towards the wreckage. That we would go towards the broken. That we would go towards the wrecked. God is speaking to us and saying, oh, would you, would you look on it? Would you see it? I was preaching a, a few months ago and at the end I was chatting at the back in, in this church down south and I talked about a story about a, a young 13-year-old prostitute and how she'd become a Christian and I was telling this amazing story and I, as people were shaking my hand in the foyer going out, this man came up with a big Bible, you know one of those guys, his Bible is bigger than his whole body and uh, he came up and he said to me, oh brother, um, I did not appreciate that today. I do not come to church to hear about prostitutes. And my heart 
was broken. Because church, we must not cover our eyes. We must not cover our eyes. We don't come to church to get away from the horrible dark stuff that's going on. We don't come to church to get into a nice little huddle so that we feel a lot better about life. God is challenging us that we would look at the brokenness. That we would look at the devastation. That we would look at the child who cried out last night, screaming up to heaven, God, why is this happening to me? Why is this happening to me? That we as a church would not be too busy on our way to church to not even think of that. But that we would come and that we would say, oh, we're not going to hide our eyes. Oh. See, church, I'm speaking to you that we must be brave. We must hold, hold our confidence. What we're about here at Heart Church, we must hold our confidence. There are critics, there are people that are saying we're getting it wrong, but we must hold our confidence. We must be brave. You see, that, that. Good Samaritan, he, he could have thought to himself, listen, this is dangerous. This is a danger, dangerous road. It, 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 I don't want to get involved. You know, that good Samaritan could have thought to himself, you know, if I start getting involved, what if it's one of those kind of tricks and actually I'm going to get mugged? What if suddenly it's not for real and I'm the one that's getting beat up? It was a dangerous thing that he did. And it was so easy for him to put his hands over his eyes and say, I'm not going to get involved. And wow, in 2019, it is much safer, much easier for us not to get involved. But we must be brave. We must hold our confidence. We must say, do you know what, God, we are on with something. We're about something. We're not going to be waylaid. We're not going to be pushed over. We're not going to be backing down from this. <sighs> See, I, I've, never been, I've never been much of a fighter. I've never been much of a tough guy. At school, I was a bit of a wimpy character. And I used my mouth to get out of situation. You can all imagine that to be true, can't you? Thanks for your confidence in me. And... Uh, <laughs> And, uh, you know, I've never been a fighter and I'm a a bit of a coward. If I'm honest, I'm a bit of a coward. I don't like all that aggression. I don't like fighting. I'm not that guy. But um, something happened um, when I was a youth pastor and I was looking after these young people in Barnsley. And Tamsin, my my wife, was pregnant with Jordan. And uh, she was like eight and a half months pregnant. You know, like that time when you're so pregnant that your legs are going into different directions. You know that when you're like, oh, they need to join back together. They need to, this is going bad. This is going bad. My legs are going in different ways. And uh, Tamsin was, Tamsin was there and we were, Eight and a half months pregnant, we took the young people, 11 to 14 youth group, we took them to this park in Barnsley and I was a youth pastor and I was there and it was all cool, they were messing around after church, it was fine. 
And then a group of guys, I think it was about eight of them, came down the hill and we found out later they'd been taking a lot of drugs and these guys came down and I was first alerted to it when I saw one of these guys pushing this 12-year-old girl to the ground. And then, and then I saw them coming and, and they were surrounding Tamsin and Tamsin's got, got my baby inside her and I'm like suddenly these group of guys and they're all surrounding Tamsin. It's all very aggressive. You need to know, I've told you, I'm not a fighter. I'm not, I'm not bold. I'm not that courageous. But you see, I want to tell you something and I want you to hear it good. Courage is not the absence of fear. Courage is not the absence of fear. It's having a conviction inside of you that rises up in your soul that is bigger and greater than your fear. That's what courage is. It's not saying, oh, I'm Superman, I can do anything. It's like, I'm scared, but there's a conviction inside of me that is bigger and greater than my fear. And wow, it happened on that moment. Of course it happened. I thought, I cannot let anything happen to these young people. I cannot let anything happen to my wife and my baby. I can't let this happen. And I've got right to the front. And I asked a couple other guys. And we stood there. And we said, right, guys, you need to back off. I told the young guys to get to the car. Tamsin, get to the car. So I knew it would take her ages because she's got that leg thing. But I was like... And I'm standing there with a couple of guys. And I says, guys, you're not going any further than here. Wow, what he's saying. And I mean, wouldn't it be such a great preaching story? I think I could get on the God channel if, if my preaching story was now that these young guys looked and said, the Scottish guy is surrounded by angels. We can see angels all around him. There are men holding swords. What is happening? That didn't happen. We went to A and E. Um, but you see, guys, the truth is that a conviction came up inside of me that was bigger and greater than my fear. And I'm speaking to you today. Oh, they're going to tell you to dim it down. Oh, they're going to tell you to quiet it down. Oh, don't talk about religion. Oh, don't talk about your relationship with God. Don't invite people to heart church. Hey, you need to back that down. And we get fearful and the church gets scared. But all oh, today, we would say to ourselves, there is a conviction inside of me that is bigger and greater than my fear. There is a conviction that is bigger and greater than my fear. All oh, that we would speak out. All oh, that we would be bold. All oh, that we would be courageous. We'd say, oh, do you know what, God? This is it now. I'm going to speak out for you. And I don't know what's going to happen. And I don't know. I'm going to invite my friend to come today. I don't know what's going to happen. I'm going to invite my friend to come to the Christmas bit. I don't know what's going to happen. But God, I've got a conviction inside of me that is bigger and greater than my fear. And I'm going to step forward. In church, the good Samaritan came and he saw this bust and broken guy. And uh, he had to get off, get off his high horse and get down. He had to get off his high horse. And uh, I'm aware the next couple of minutes, 
I might lose some of you as friends. But I felt the Holy Spirit stir me up and speak to the church, not just our church, but the church nationally, that we must get off our high horse. We must get off our high horse. And we must get down. The times that we have been portrayed in the media, that we are the angry people from wherever, wherever. The only time you ever hear from Christians is when we're annoyed and irritated at the horrible, scummy world. Oh, that we would get off our high horse and that we would get down and pour in the oil in the wine. Oh, that we would get off our high horse and make room and make space for the broken and the terrified and the devastated. We would make room, you know. He, the Bible says that the good Samaritan, he, he made a way so, so that the, the guy could go on his donkey. He, he made space and he made room for, 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 you know, people say to us, why does Heart Church do this and why do we do that? And I'm not a particular fan of that song. And I'm like, God, we need to get off our high horse. I want to salute every one of you that serves, comes early in the morning, is in an adventure kids team, or is helping section pastor. I want to salute you because we're, what we're doing is we're getting off our high horse. We're saying, church is not just for me. Church is not just for me to get what I can get out of church. But I'm here to make room and make space. I'm here to make room and make space for those who are not here yet. Oh, I'm not, I'm not going to be the judge that's going to be putting up the scorecards saying preacher 2 out of 10, worship 4 out of 10. I'm actually going to be the person who is getting off their high horse and is making room and making space for those that are not here yet. Every time you welcome someone, every time you say hi to someone you've never met before, Every time you kind of think to yourself, it would just be better being with my mates or chat to the people I know. But you decide to walk across the room and you say hello to someone you've never spoken to. You're getting off your high horse and you're getting down and you're helping and you're pouring in the oil and the wine. I um, I don't really watch this, but I know other people do. My wife and my daughter definitely do. But there's a TV show at the moment called Strictly comes something or other and uh, they watch that when I'm preaching the word of God they watch that they watch that when I'm trying to see people come to know the Lord and they're watching this television program oh but but I'm joking but I have seen it of course I've seen it and a lot of you have seen it and I was praying and I just thought, God, you know, I wonder what would happen. You know, when they do a dance, you know, and they're dancing. I just had this whole imagination that the two are dancing and the judges are all sitting there. And, and that person that's trying their best and put in the routine and worked hard all week, they fall to the ground and they dance and they fall and it's not going great. And instead of those judges kind of like shaking their head and being all dramatic at the end about how bad it was. 
I had this dream and imagination. Imagine if one of those judges got up and went, pushed past his panel and got onto the floor and helped that person up and actually started to dance with him and started to dance. And I had a little tear because I said, God, is that not the church? Is that not the picture of the church that you wanted? That we would not be there with our judge hats on. That we would not be there with our finger pointing saying, oh, you've messed your life up. Oh, your relationships are broken. Oh, you've not done life that well. But we would not be that church, but that we would be the church that everyone knows gets up and says stuff to judge and I'm going to come and I'm going to pick you up and I'm going to come and I'm going to make something beautiful out of this moment. I'm going to dance with you. I'm going to make something absolutely amazing and lovely. Oh, that we would be known as the church where we pour grace and goodness. That we would be known as the church where everyone is welcome and anyone can come. And it doesn't matter what state you're in because God's kind and he doesn't leave us in the state that he found us. But he, he blesses us and he helps us. I love that this story is that this good Samaritan, he, he journeys he gets this broken, beaten bus guy and he gets him on his donkey and, and they journey to the inn. And I want to I wanna tell you that we, we've got to learn some lessons here. Um, Tamsin, my wife and me, we love, we love having people around for dinner. We do that a lot. And um, I don't know if this has ever happened, but we got someone in the diary and we forgot they were coming. <laughs> Have you ever had that happen? <laughs> And we got a little text that said, oh, looking forward to seeing you in 20 minutes. Yeah, that text, yeah. <laughs> and uh, my wife kicks into action. A lot of you would be sending a text back saying, <laughs> yeah, that's the text you'd send back. <laughs> no, yeah, we forgot, we're sorry. Well, times and kicks into action. Just scribbling on a bit of paper, a list for me to get things. While she starts cooking and starts cleaning, and I'm sent to this stop, store. So I'm in Asda, I'm in Asda, and I've got the list, and I'm, I'm okay. Chicken, I know where chi chicken, yeah. There's onions, get onions, yeah, yeah. And then on the list it says coconut milk. It's coconut milk with the coconuts, or it's coconut with the milk. That is... That is not easy for a man to work out. It says coconut and it says milk. They are two very different things. So I ring Tamsin. I ring Tamsin. Tamsin, 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 coconut. Where'd you get the coconut? And I even did my little joke. Is it with the coconut or is it with the milk? Yeah. But you need to understand that Tamsin was cooking, cleaning. Yeah, all at the same time. Now she's a lovely, gracious, wonderful human being. But sometimes... When there's a bit of pressure kicking around. And she says to me, Mark, in that tone, Mark, you are a fully grown man. You are a fully grown man. Find the coconut milk. Oh. And then she hung up. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's time we talked real from the stage, yeah? Yeah? She hung up. So I, in Asda, rung her back. 
And I said, I am a fully grown man. And I will find the coconut milk. And then I hung up, yeah? Always get the last word, yeah? All that, don't write that down. People are writing that down. <laughs> Just going back to their homes, going, oh, I'm always going to get the back word. Pastor Mark says, Pastor Mark says, it's a joke. And um, <laughs> I, was, I was then in Asda, having now hung up, thinking, that's good. You've done well there, Mark. But where, where, where is the coconut milk? That, that, we've still got that challenge. So I found another lady, yeah? I found the Asda lady, and I says, oh, coconut milk. Um, I said, I don't know where it is. Now, what did that lady do? That lady in Asda, she never says, oh, if you go down to the frozen chicken and then turn right at the dog food and then a little bit further on, you'll see the nappies and then just after that, you'll see the coconut milk. I don't know if that's where it is, but um, she didn't do that. Of course she didn't do that. What did she do? You all know what she did. The lady says, oh, come with me. Listen, I'll take you. Come on. And as we're walking along, I says, oh, coconut milk. I says, I didn't know whether it's with the coconut or with the milk. And she laughed. She laughed. But she said to me, are you, are you a comedian? Are you out of here? Because that's funny. That's funny. And, uh, and of course we all know that it's not just us that does it. Sainsbury's does it. You know, all of them do it. Don't they? Tesco's do it. Little. No. Little no. Little no, 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 no. Don't even try that in Little. Little's amazing because it's like spanners, cabbage, nappies. Have you noticed that? Have you noticed that? Oh, just we're all together now. We're just all of this. They don't really care about putting things in all I ask. But. If the supermarkets have worked out that we need to journey with people, the supermarkets, Tesco's have got it, then how much more does the church? You know, guys, we need to journey with people. We need to walk with them. You know, it's not longer good enough just to be shouting, oh, there's a cross over there and there's a man's sanctification. If you turn right, you'll see repentance. Guys... We need to journey with people. We need to walk with them. We need to help them. We need to have conversations with them. We need to have some coffees with them. We need to go, go to the pub with them. We need to kind of be there and have these conversations and say, listen, I'm going to walk with you. I'm going to journey with you. I'm traveling with you. Ah, oh, that we would journey with people. And I just love that the Bible says he poured in the oil and the wine. He poured in the oil and the wine. And, um, you know, a lot of commentators, they start to talk about that the wine is a really amazing picture of, of like, the blood of Christ. That broken and beaten and busted, the blood of Christ cleanses and heals. That the blood of Jesus comes and deeply, deeply changes and challenges people that it's 
the blood of Christ that's going to turn people's lives around. It's the blood of Jesus that's going to come and change everything. You know, I think sometimes we forget that Jesus, his body was beaten and smashed and destroyed on a cross. That his blood was shed for you and for me. And even in this room, I know that some of us, we are, we're feeling a bit bust. We're feeling a bit broken. Ah, oh, we're feeling like we've been thrown on the side of the road. And yet, here we are to know today that there's the blood of Jesus. The blood of Christ that comes and cleanses us and heals us. Comes and, and does that deep cleanse that nothing else can do. We want to be motivated people and we can give motivational talks, but they will not have that deep resonating healing that the blood of Jesus has. Where he can heal a memory. Where he can clean and begin to sap up that wound that you never thought could be healed. And the blood of Christ is applied. That, oh... Jesus' blood, even today. I don't know where you're sitting, friend. I don't know what's happening with you. But I know in this room, there's all kinds of stuff going on. There's all kinds of people struggling with all kinds of challenges. And I need you to know that the blood of Jesus comes. And he heals the wound. He heals our brokenness. Many of the commentators... They say that the oil is a wonderful picture of grace. That the blood of Christ and the grace. And what a privilege, church, that we get to come off our high horse. Pa, that this Christmas, this room's going to be filled with people still searching, still trying, still looking. We get the privilege of applying the grace. That we get the chance. Oh, what a privilege that we get the chance to say, have my seat, come. Come and sit here. You'll see better from here. Oh, but what about you? Oh, it doesn't matter about me. I can sit there. I can be at the back. You, you come and sit here. Not holding on to our seat because we've been Christians for however many years and we deserve it and we booked in first. But, wow, we get the opportunity to apply the oil, the grace. We get the chance when one of the young people's in the, in the children's ministry starts kicking off because they're beaten and bust and broken. We get the chance to not be angry with them, but we get the chance to come off our high horse and to say, oh, let me talk to you down here. What's happening? What's going on? The blood, the oil and the wine. presence of God is here. 
we do not cover our eyes. You've come to the end of this message. We hope you've been challenged and inspired. Stay up to date with everything going on in the life of our church by checking out our social media. Just search Heart Church UK.